Alright, hello out there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Observe and Report. Uh, we are your hosts. My name is Jason Simmons. And across from me virtually uh, is Jack Smith. Hello. And this is Observe and the Port. Observe and Report. Absor- observe, observe in the Port. That's what we do here. The port. Absorbing the port. You know, mm-hmm. we're just like taking over. Like we're taking it's over a wine the- podcast. <laughs> we are very much into uh, port uh, mm-hmm. flavored wines, fortified wines. That's what we're into here. No, this is observing the port. All right, <laughs> this is the show. Where we watch things and we tell you how you feel about them. Stay tuned later for absorbing the port, where we just talk about wine and we get drunk and just and talk about drunk. oh all sorts of shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, of spilling the tea, we're absorbing the port. <laughs> we talk about actors who we just really don't like, even though we don't know them at all. That is a fantastic logo: spilling the tea and absorbing the, the port. port. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that Brad Pitt? He needs to be in age appropriate, age appropriate relationships. That's what he needs to be in. All right. Oh Jeez. yeah, <laughs> we is that real? What you sent me? That's what the word on the street is, that him and, uh, you know, maybe uh, Ali Shawkat are, uh, you know, a thing. Like, Jason, I clutched my pearls when you sent that to me. (laughs) I couldn't, like, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just jealousy because he's beautiful. I don't, I don't know. And jealousy of mine because, like, come on, man. Like, this feels, like, possible for me that I could date maybe. (laughs) My goodness! Like you can't have every, you can't have regular ladies too. All right, Jesus, Brad. Uh, but you both deserve to be happy. So who am I to argue? Listen, <laughs> it's a beautiful love, if it is indeed true. Mm-hmm. But also, who is finding this out during a quarantine? Who I don't know. I feel like yeah. Are people just sitting in front of Brad Pitt's house every day? Drones can do amazing things, I guess. You know, you get real low, get real high, and just get in there. You know, uh, no need for human contact with a drone. It just does what it needs to do. Apparently, oh, I I'm gonna spend hours reading about this later on. It's in Vanity Fair. Ooh, big deal in Vanity Fair. Also, uh, speculation, I should say. <laughs> and this is all speculation. You know, no one knows anything. Yes. I don't know anything. He said they're saying that they're just pals. But like, who knows? Sorry, I you were talking before, and I didn't even hear what you said because I was so into the Vanity Fair. <laughs> Anyways, oh, more on that on absor- absorbing the port. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oof. Um, but yeah, uh, we watched a couple things um, in this quarantine time, as there's not much else to do sometimes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess, do you want to start off? Do you want to sure. throw something out there? I will say I've been very busy at work. We haven't talked in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been very, very busy at work. So all this stuff I watched, aside from like literally one or two things, it's been weeks. So I'm going to be even more useless than usual, which is great. <laughs> um, I rewatched Avengers Endgame because I'm really trying to use up the old Disney Plus account. Oh, it's been one year since it came out. Yeah. Um, I fast forwarded through the entire heist part because I just did <laughs> not care. Um, it just doesn't interest me. I don't think I like 
learning so much about myself in these times, Jason. I don't mm-hmm. think that I like time travel that much. Do I enjoy Doctor Who? Yes, but they're going to different places, which is interesting. But time travel in and of itself and just going back and doing this, like seeing the same stuff over, I don't care. As someone, I know that you are someone that, that enjoys rules. Uh, and I do enjoy rules, Jason. You know, And patterns, so. patterns of logic to things. I yes. think that like after a while, time travel gets too convoluted and starts to upset you. <laughs> Jason? I hate how right you are. <laughs> you got me. It is confusing. I couldn't figure it out. I feel like it doesn't work. So I fast forwarded. <laughs> um, I did notice some things. One is I feel like Karen Gillan's performance is very underappreciated because I feel like she makes it look really easy. And that is a difficult a character to pull off and be believable and be you still somehow like her um, and kind of root for her mm-hmm. and you feel bad for her. Um, so I really enjoyed her performance more so than usual. I think you're right. Through the course of three movies, this murder robot has to become like a likable protagonist. Yeah. Like with like emotional depth and she pulls that off. The scene that starts out with her and Tony... Um, I almost said Tony Iron. No, <laughs> Tony Stark. Um, playing because they're basically dying on that ship, and he's teaching her how to play like paper football. Mm-hmm. And like her performance, and her just being very competitive and confused, and being like, "What?" And being like, "No, it's okay, it's okay. It's so great. It's so charming between the two of them. I enjoyed it very much." Um, I also noticed that. Um, Thor's so when Thor at the end when they're starting to fight like the whole um uh their like headquarters gets blown up mm-hmm. um and Thanos starts marching out there and uh Captain America and Iron Man and Thor realize like oh gotta suit up and fight this mother um Thor does a little lightning thing and all of a sudden he's got his whole outfit mm-hmm. <laughs> And in addition to his outfit, his little beard gets braided. Yes, yes it does. <laughs> it gets like, not even just braided, he has like a hair tie somewhere in there. Like, what kind of magic and wizardry is that? Some kind of magic and wizardry that anyone with long hair would love and kill for. <laughs> Jason, I laughed so hard when I realized that that is what just happened before my eyes. It is scrunchy magic, is what he just oh, did. Oh, <laughs> God. Hilarious. Um... <laughs> And even though I've seen this movie at least three or four times, I every time I still silently weep as soon as people start showing up through the little golden portholes things. Oh, God, it's so great. It's a um, wonderful moment. It really does make you feel like those moments. I don't know. Like, I love big, dumb movie moments like that sometimes. Same. And, like, sitting in a theater around other people who are also feeling it is... Remember that? Remember sitting yes, in a the theater around other people? Yes, everyone was cheering and clapping. Yeah. And so happy. It's the same when... Um, Captain America, he's he gets Thor's hammer, and everyone cheers, and then everyone shows up, and everyone cheers, and it's just so. That's the type of thing where you're so happy to be in a movie theater because it's so great. Yeah. Um, and then all the ladies band together, and then I wept even more. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, that movie gets me, man. It's it's really wonderful. Like, um, I got a question for you though. Mm. It is as of right now the highest grossing movie of all time. 
Is uh, it not, really? Yeah, not adjusted for inflation. Like Avengers Endgame what? is currently the number one in the box office. It beat out Avatar. Finally, um, that piece of shit. <laughs> oh, I hate that movie so much. But given quarantine and given the fact that nothing major has been released mm-hmm. or will be probably released this summer, yeah. and given that, you know, the nature or the, the existence of theaters is so precarious right now. Yes. Do you think anything's ever going to top it? Do you think anything's ever going to top Avengers Endgame as far as, like, the number one? I mean, something will eventually. Something will eventually. I think it's going to be, like, more than 10 years at this point. Wow, you think that long? I think it's going to be a while before, like, that number. Or, or maybe the number doesn't even matter anymore. Maybe that's something that, that's not a, a metric people will follow as, like, the highest grossing film of all time. Oh, but I think they will. It's something that is going to be hard to beat, given, you know, the nature of things right now. How much money did it? $2.798 billion. So call it $3 billion just for fun. Just for fun. Just for kicks. kicks you know, just... $2.8 billion. $2.8 billion. Let's break this down. How many pennies is that? For those keeping count at home. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, probably when they do... I mean, they're going to make Star Wars till the end of time, right? They'll make more and more. Oh, yes. They will They will milk that cow until there's dust and bones. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe when... I don't know, because it's such... Like, there's so much... Marvel, those brilliant bastards. I mean, it was such a long buildup, a 10-year buildup. It's hard to top that. Star Wars certainly did not... Um, uh, yeah, you know what, Jason, the more I think about it, I think you're right. Uh, I think it will be a long time before anything can really top that. Um, did you see that Taika Waititi, uh, one of my many husbands, uh, is going to be directing a Star Wars movie? Yeah, you said that to me. That's going to be very, very interesting. Um, I thought you said he said that to me, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Uh, yeah, TK. I, 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 you call him TK. <laughs> I call him TK. Um, yeah, he called me up. I'm just like, you hey, man. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my god. I need to work out more during quarantine. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh um, my god. That oh. would be amazing, and this would be a very different podcast. <laughs> and I've been friends with Tiger with TT. He'd be on every episode, and no, he'd be on one for one minute, and then I'd say something <laughs> so wildly inappropriate to him about what I would want to do to his body that it would never happen again. Shoot your shot; it might work. We don't know. <laughs> Oof. Um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I already put this to you. No, last time I asked you about what superpower you would have. Mm-hmm. So I put this question to Zen also. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could be any of the superheroes from just the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just mm-hmm. the movies, not the comic books, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. taking into consideration everything, where they live, what their powers are, who lives, who dies, their friendships, blah, 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 who would you be? Oh, that's a fun one. Um, it feels nice to be on, to be my perfect angel boy, Hawkeye. That sounds I, fun. Jason, I swear but... to Christ, I was like, if he picks fucking Hawkeye, I will reach through this screen and choke him out. <laughs> fucking Hawkeye. <laughs> um, as far as powers and abilities, and also the responsibility part, there's that's a big they, thing. They have like different responsibilities across the board, which feels totally. like Jesus Christ. I don't want to do that. 
Um, it's you know, it feels pretty good to be Thor. It seems like like right? get to be a freewheeling adventurer. Like you know, you don't really have to be responsible for like running Asgard per se until Not you do. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, even then, it's like Valkyrie. You do this. I'm gonna go hang out <laughs> in space and drink and hang out with my bros. Yeah, new bros. Like maybe I lead this team. Maybe I don't. Mm-hmm. Like it seems pretty all right to be Thor as far as like level responsibilities, uh, his powers. And just, yeah, it seems all right to be Thor. Interesting. See, I went with Cherie. Okay. Because A, I adore her. B, she's super smart. She's probably one of the only people who rivals, she's the only person who rivals Tony Stark in terms of intelligence. Mm-hmm. One could make the argument that she's smarter because she's so much younger. Mm-hmm. B, I like her outfits. C, I like the weapon, the like gauntlet things that she has. Oh, yeah, like the Panther gauntlet. They're so Jason. I want those so bad. I want them so badly. She has cool tech. Her brother's the king, but she gets to like chill as a princess, so there's mm-hmm. like much less responsibility, but she still gets to run her own lab. True, true. Wakanda seems the coolest. It's definitely, like, of all the places, the place I'd want to live. Everything runs smoothly. You're protected. If you get hurt, they're just going to, like, bzz, 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 put you back together. Mm-hmm. It's got everything going for it. Angela Bassett's your mom. Uh, I'm in. She, uh, I sat and thought long and hard about this. Mm-hmm. And because, yes, the responsibility is a big one. Um, so I, I would want, of all the people, I want to be her. Mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch has cool powers, but I don't like her outfits. <laughs> I do not like, like that, like a red leather. Red leather. Trans- oh, Ugh. get out how good and now i <laughs> and walk now... the thumb to absorb in the port <laughs> and like then you gotta make out with a guy who's significantly older than you but and also are you robot and technically younger yeah. than you I guess. oh i mean don't get me wrong i like brad pitt everyone from brad pitt's tom holland so like i can't judge her for that <laughs> in terms of age but like mm, i'm not who else? I also, yeah, I liked Valkyrie. Um, but now she has to run Asgard, and that seems like a lot. Plus, like, all her friends died. But she also has a Pegasus. So, like, there's a lot going on there. That's cool. That's pretty cool. God, I want a horse as a friend. <laughs> that you can ride? Come on. Um, she has a cool outfit. She has mm-hmm. a cool sword. I think those were, like, my top three. Also, yeah, and Thor, because he just has cool-ass powers. Got cool powers? I don't know. There's something about calling an object to you from anywhere. Right. That feels pretty cool. It's <laughs> very cool. And then you can get your little lightning eyes and just... Yeah. Oh, the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Thor would be up there. Those are, like, my top four. Okay. Yeah. But you had a you had an answer quickly. I thought you would, like, have to mull it over for longer. I mean, I'm just thinking of, like, you know, the people that are there. Like, it would be cool to be Captain America, but then being, like, the symbol of, like, justice in the world feels like a, a heavy weight to bear. I feel like we watched him have to bear that, and it was a lot. Yeah. Like, being Tony Stark seems cool, but, like, with your mind, you always have to solve the problem. Like... Yeah, and I want someone who's, like, in... Well, I guess it's different, because it's Cherie. But, like, it's nice to... Um, inherently be powerful. There are pros and cons to everything, but mm-hmm. as opposed to someone who's just pretty much normal except for super smart and then just have to like 
take on the tech, mm-hmm. which is also why I consider Black Panther because it like Ooh. he's inherently like he has both. He's inherently got that Black Panther juice, mm-hmm. so he's good to go. Plus, you have amazing tech, and unlike Iron Man, where it's like a whole suit, you can just wear a cool necklace because your sister's amazing. And then, I mean, so. Tony eventually developed that technology on his own, like to just like tap his chest and it bleeds yeah. out onto him. It's still very like obvious, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like it's not like around a chain or anything like that. I like subtle jewelry, Jason. <laughs> okay, and that's again what... how chunky, how obvious. <laughs> Um, I would say following Thor, maybe Ant-Man. It just feels like a nice, uh, unusual ability to like shrink down, be in that size of the world, and just, I don't know, seems like a fun adventurer kind of a, a power and responsible. You, you have a fun group of friends. Yes, you have the best group of friends. Cute van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Evangeline Lily. Mm-hmm. And you're smart enough to truly like have an impact on the situation. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, I guess so. Like he came up with the whole time heist idea and you know he's That's a true. he's an engineer, but not like the smartest engineer who ever lived. Like he's just good at what he does. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, those are those are my picks, I guess. Thor and man. Interesting. And of course, perfect game, because you know, when doesn't that help? Helps all the time. What? Uh, I said my third, uh, Hawkeye, of course. Uh, perfect aim and a family. Come on, <laughs> who doesn't want those things? Jason. <laughs> you're wrong. I know it's an opinion, but you're wrong. Okay, well, Hawkeye. I will move on and tell you other things. Oh, you're I- gonna go on a murder spree, Hawkeye? Yeah. Oh, you're so cool. <laughs> Dumb hair, but actually, it looks kind of good. But whatever. Very arrested many times for the executions he was doing. He's a hardcore world. serial killer, possibly one of the most prolific in world history. I mean, the population of the world was already damaged horribly by Thanos, and then he comes along as a one-man murder machine. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what else <laughs> you got? Um, I went ahead and watched um, quite a few things. Um. But I'll tell you two things that I finished. Uh, well, one thing that I finished on FX that was really good. Hmm. Uh, the show Dave on Netflix. Oh, no, the Netflix, show looks FX. really funny, and I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. It uh, it, it it does a thing similar to Atlanta, where it, it does hmm. manage to be very funny, but it is also very introspective and looks at the idea of being a musician in a very serious light um, at times. Hmm. Um, it is based on Dave, the life of Dave Bird, who is AKA the rapper Little Dicky. Um, I he's had, music. He's had he's mainly big big on the internet, um, I guess. And the show does deal with like you know I guess his transition from being like you know an internet YouTube sensation to being like you know a respected uh, rapper to some degree. Hmm. Um, and it is very much nice and like you know just seeing like. He's very much an outsider to this. He's like a 30-year-old white dude who comes from like suburban Pennsylvania that moves to LA and like has quite a bit of success like you know as an internet sensation and then transitions that into like becoming an actual like rapper, I guess. Hmm. Um is that what he did in real life? That's kind of what he did in real life. Hmm. Um and just like the friendships that he's creating, the connections that he's creating and just the difficulty of navigating like you know 
how does one become, you know, an artist, a signed artist to a label? Yeah. And it shows you a little bit of that process. Hmm. Um, and, but what I find good about the show is not the episodes that are centered around him, but the episodes centered around, like, his friends and, like, his small little friend group. Hmm. Like, they'll take an episode and, like, focus on, like, his, his hype man, like, and just show you how he came to be in his group. That's cool. And just, like, oh, like, his hype man, like, suffers from, oh, he has bipolar. And, oh. like, they spend a whole episode, like, just focusing on that and how he deals with that. Hmm. And just, like, breaking that to his friends. It's like, well, shit, that's, like, really good. Uh, there's an episode that focuses on, like, you know, um, his producer and kind of hooking up, like, you know, his friend who's, like, a graphic artist and, like, how that affects the dynamics of their friend group. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, like, this isn't funny, but, like, it's enjoyable to watch, per- mm-hmm. I would say. Um, but, yeah, it, it it is not just dick jokes <laughs> is what one would think in looking at that show. It looks like it's just, like, a series, a barrage of dick jokes, but it's not. Oh, boy. It actually has uh, good introspection. <coughs> um... Oh, I had a question for you about it. Um, oh, how many episodes is it? Uh, ten episodes. Ten episodes. And it's just one season. Yeah, just okay. one season. Um, I'm sure it'll get renewed. Maybe who knows? Nice. But I would say if you're a big fan of Atlanta, mm. you'd like this show, and it's a good, a good thing to tide you over until like you know Atlanta comes back. Gotcha. I'm writing everything down. <laughs> um, did you have another one? Um, I guess yeah. Paired up with that, um, is. Devs, Devs and Dave. Um, Devs on FX. It is uh, weird. It is from the same creator as, uh, Ex, as Ex Machina. Oh. Uh, that dude certainly has themes that he likes to repeat in his work. Oh, this is uh, with Nick Offerman. Yes, the Nick Offerman. Yes, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and it is like, hey, he likes woods, he likes uh, <laughs> artificial intelligence, and he likes science perhaps being more terrifying than reality. Um, check, these are check, things check. that he likes to play around with. Um, it looks gorgeous. It is a gorgeous looking show. Um, you can tell there's a lot of time and effort and thought put into like, you know, shots and composition. Um, there at points the show tries to be so smart that it's like dumb. Like, okay, this is just babble. This is gobbledygook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you were just this is word vomit you're spewing out. Stuff that sounds good on the surface, but then if you actually take a second to think about it, you're like, oh, that doesn't make any sense at all. It's like, it doesn't make sense. Or like, well, this is like just kind of obtuse. I don't know who this is supposed to play for. Hmm. Um, but then you like kind of like take it all back in. It's like, oh, well, this is still overall a satisfying thing to watch. Like there's a mystery at its core okay. that's kind of like unfolding. And the way it ends, I would not say it's amazing. I know there are people who would. I wouldn't agree with them. Um, it ends in a way where it's like, well... Okay, that was all right. Like, I wonder what the next season will bring, but it 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 doesn't entice me in the same way that other dramas would. I guess we'll talk about it on absorbing the port. Don't you worry. <laughs> Get it all off your chest. But if you want something that's pretty with an interesting concept, I would definitely recommend watching Devs. Um. Oh, only eight episodes. Okay. F- FX has a lot going on these days, and I do appreciate. They that. certainly do push the button. I think as far as like you know, testing what you would expect from a network like that. Mm. Uh, and their brand division of FX and FXX. Oh my God. Um, which is still the dumbest decision. <laughs> like just, you've got like, so much content. We need two channels. Shut up. No, you don't. No one does. Yeah. Like <laughs> what do you, I, it's ridiculous. It's so dumb. But I think FX is defining itself a bit more as like presenting some prestige television. Yeah. 
Interesting, interesting. Um, I watched a movie that, like, granted, I love water and I love a monster. So, of course, I was more inclined to enjoy it. But, okay. Um, it didn't get good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and I don't think it deserves quite the terrible reviews that it got. Um, it's called Underwater with Kristen Stewart. I think if I you- saw a lot of ads for it, but I did not know what it was about. Yeah. Um, I think I find Kristen Stewart just mesmerizing. I could just stare at her little face all day. There's uh, an odd attraction about her, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm down. Yeah, Here for she's it. so pretty. She has a shaved head with blonde hair, and she looks stunning. And I'm just a little bit in love with her. I think I mentioned um, it before. There's like a certain deadness to her face. Where I'm like, yeah, this. My is cool. God, Jesus. I don't know why. There is a sad, like, dead thing about her appearance. Where it's like, yes, this Tim Burton character is very pretty. <laughs> I feel like there is a certain amount of maybe like pain underneath there that is yeah. visible. Yeah. I wouldn't call it deadness, Jason. <laughs> We're going to discuss this on Absorbing the Port. <laughs> we will debate. Um, so it's about what did it get? Oh, it only got 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like it deserved a <laughs> solid 67. <laughs> I mean... is isn't great, but it's like I... I enjoyed it very much, but maybe it's just because it has elements that I like. Um, so uh, they use the opening credits for exposition, which is interesting and oh, great. Okay. Get it out um, of the way. All right. Yeah, it kind of remind, kind of reminded me of uh, the movie Kong, where I feel like those opening uh, credits okay. kind of tell you a lot about what's going on. They, they those credits set the scene of like what the yeah. film might be like. Sure. Um, and there's also, it starts off with voiceover from Kristen Stewart, which is not necessary. Hmm. It's not great. And I can't, I don't like voiceover overall. Um, (laughs) but, um, so the, like the writing isn't great. (laughs) I know I started off defending this movie very hard. (laughs) The writing isn't great. Like, Whenever, and so many movies do this, where they over-explain, and in real life, you would never say these things of, like, we gotta seal the door, or the whole thing is gonna blow. Like, like you wouldn't have to say that in real life if you were in a situation. You'd just be like, close the door, close the door, you know, like, because mm-hmm. it's understood what's happening. But, um, it's, like, uh, a combination of um, alien and um some like jurassic park vibes okay um, deep blue sea vibes at all you wish oh oh surprising okay no. um <laughs> no it takes itself very seriously and like it looks really good um it's um who is in this movie uh it's kristen stewart uh vincent cassell who's beautiful ah he's um, a great villain in many things that he does and in this one, he plays the captain, and he's great, and I would follow him into the depths of the blackest ocean. Oh, okay. Um, and T.J. Miller's in it, and he's really funny in it. Ooh, <laughs> like, interesting. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen T.J. Miller in a couple of years following his controversies. Exactly. I was surprised to see him in it. Um, mm-hmm. But he was actually, he's, of course, the, um, the comic relief. Ooh, hold on.
Oh, sorry. Okay, my headphones got wonky for a second. No worries. Um, he is a comic relief, and he's really funny, and I enjoyed his character. Um, but, yeah, it was just really fun. It's an um, underwater monster movie. Okay. Um, maybe some, like, uh, recent Godzilla movie vibes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks fantastic. It's predictable, kind of, but still fun, still along for the ride. You could tell it totally had, uh, it was very much inspired by Alien. Um, And I think, I felt like the portrayal of people stuck in that type of situation was pretty realistic. No one was, like, super flying off the handle. They're scared, but, like, one guy's leading them. They're like, okay, we can do this, and, like, just kind of coming together. It wasn't... Sometimes characters, there's always one who's like kind of like the most scared and they're flying off the handle a little bit. And someone's got to be like, calm down, blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. there, I think it was a little more accurate in portraying like kind of what would happen. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. On, okay. the flip, on the flip side of that was a movie called Pressure that was fucking terrible. Ooh, okay. Because <laughs> here's the thing. What I wanted was basically underwater too. <laughs> <laughs> Did not get underwater too. Why is the sequel made immediately? <laughs> what now? Um, pressure is about these guys who work in like underwater drillingy type stuff, and like they're okay. like a, like a, on a not not on an oil platform but like in deep sea drilling. Yes, exactly. Okay. And they have to go down and like weld stuff, but then there's a storm and um they uh, something gets unleashed. There aren't any monsters, Jason. I wanted a monster mm. so bad or something more. It's Danny Houston, Matthew Good, this guy Joe Cole who just looks like Macklemore. <laughs> and so that's all I called them because I didn't learn anyone's names. Um, and so they're stuck basically at the bottom of the ocean and they have to figure out a way to get up, but they're stuck in this little, they call it the bell, basically a little submarine thing. Mm-hmm. And it's four of them. And it's just watching four people unravel. And I don't find that particularly interesting. Um, so I was in like, they just go off the handle. Some things don't make sense. It was hilariously bad. Um, and I just really wanted underwater too. This feels like an offshoot of like, you know, a, a submarine drama. It's like, which is, I feel like it's a genre loved by like just older men. Yep. Um, guys trapped under a sea, the, the physical pressure and the emotional pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fine. But I feel like people really do, like, go wild for those movies. A certain set of people go wild yes. for those movies. Yes. A certain set of dad goes wild for those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like this one did not deliver yeah. what you were looking for. But no. those dads, they're all in. Yeah, it wasn't quite Canadian, but it was small British, which I okay. think is between American and Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Where you can just like smell a certain level of production value that you're like all right with, okay. There were so many shots of like the like the, the blackness of the ocean and then just this little submarine thing, mm-hmm. and they used these shots over and over and over. And I wanted to be like, guys, did you like 
run out of things to film? Did you just not have a big budget so there was nothing else to do? It, yeah, it was, it was small British, um, but not in the charming way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't recommend that. I do recommend underwater. No pressure underwater all the way. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll tell you something else that I watched. Mm. Um, I went ahead and watched Midsommar. Midsommar. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm pronouncing it weird, but Midsummer, basically. <laughs> Um, with Florence Pugh, directed oh, by the same director beautiful. as one as a man who directed uh, uh, *Hereditary*. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, let me tell you, *Midsummer* is trash. Um, oh, anyone? A lot of people really listened, liked it. Then they can all fight me. They can all line up <laughs> one by one and proceed to raise fisticuffs to me. Um, that movie wow. is pr- pretty trash. Um, I say that because it looks really great. It's a beautiful looking movie. Mm. Um, but nothing makes sense as far as why things are happening. Uh, the, the logic of characters, the logic of the plot just doesn't gel together whatsoever. Interesting. It's like, it just keeps asking you, isn't this weird? Like, yeah, it's fucking weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. Northern Sweden's odd. Like, <laughs> Like, oh, the sun doesn't set. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, fuck. We all know that, you know, the midnight sun is a phenomenon that occurs in the northern hemisphere as the further north you go in summertime. Big whoop. Like, I don't know. It just felt like it, it just kept trying to dazzle you with nothing. And it, it, it wasn't creepy. It wasn't scary. It, there's at no point did I feel fear of anything, the face that characters got. I felt like you deserve this for staying here. <laughs> um, I didn't like any of the characters, save for maybe Florence Pugh, but even then, and, she, mm. and that's the thing, it's none of the actors' fault. Mm. Every actor that was in it was fine, okay. uh, enjoyable. Florence Pugh was great. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Chidi, um, oh. from The Good Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Not Michael Jackson, somebody else entirely. Um, um, mm. It's a three-name person. William Jackson Harper. William Jackson Harper. Willie Jack Harper. Um, he is great. He's also in it. Surprisingly, I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" I love like, him. no one mentioned that you know a guy from one of those popular shows on TV is in this. That was I like, feel like it unsung. came out. Like, I know Good Place was out, but I feel like it was before it got like really popular. Like, it came out last summer, like 2019. True. Like, I was like, people should be all over this. Is but, he dressed whatever. not like a nerd, so you can see his beautiful biceps? Uh, he. It's funny. He plays a nerd. God uh, damn it! But the, every male character that is from the West in this movie is a nerd. Every male uh, English-speaking character is a nerd. They're so all, like, anthropology majors. A t-shirt? like a uh, Yeah, he's wearing, like, normal human clothes. T-shirt, jeans, sneakers. But not like, so not, like, a tight t-shirt, though. Nah, it wasn't too tight, sadly. God it damn it, Jason! It wasn't showing off Chidi's rock and bod. That is um, a waste of a Chidi. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Because underneath all that is gorgeous. Chidi's ripped. Oh God! Um, and that's another strike against this movie. Not showing the goods when they should have shown the goods. Um, but no, it is it it where where hereditary at various points in almost every turn is like kind of like making you question the reality of what you're seeing mm-hmm. and putting you in the shoes of the protagonist in like in a pretty convincing way. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't do that at all. It does not, you, at no point are you ever questioning what's happening. At no point are you, it, it feels like 
it's trying to be a highbrow slash reflect like these kids on like you know summer vacation like get murdered one by one what's happening like, we all know what's happening mm. we all like there's no mystery there's no suspense to it it's just pretty nonsense so kind of just a basic a very basic horror movie with some nonsense thrown in wrapped up with a pretty bow because it looks nice yes okay. uh I- I think in a group chat, I scathingly call this a uh, a persistent silent fart that you have to sit through for two hours. <laughs> um, and that's mean. I'm normally not mean to movies, but like I just felt like I was robbed of like the the time that I had. Because well, so many people like really like came out freaking loving it. Seemingly, and, and I will fight and debate anyone that wants to talk about it because I just, I just don't think it's worth that time. I really don't. I think there are other things by the same person mm. that are more worthy of your time, your energy, your attention than this was. Okay. And also a crazy quick production time from the point that it got greenlit. Like, yes, you can make this movie to it being released in theaters was 45 days or something like what? that. What? <laughs> like, it was an extremely short period of time. What? And like, I think that needs to be taken into account. On this. So they filmed <laughs> it in like a week and then put it out in theaters? Kind of, yeah. Like the, the ability to like get this thing off the ground so quickly is like impressive, like to a great degree. But at the same time, it's like, mm, maybe you should have taken, I don't know, four months to get this uh, together where it needed to be. Maybe someone should have been there just saying like, this is dumb. Um, I don't know. <laughs> wow, interesting. But that's just how I feel about Midsummer. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Anything else you that you liked that I that <laughs> I I can't imagine you hated anything as much as I didn't like Midsummer. Um, I I have a bunch more stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I watched Unorthodox on Netflix. Oh, that's like been getting a lot of buzz and talk. How how how'd you feel about it? Um, I enjoyed it. Um, it is four parts. I think they're each like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um. The woman who plays the main character, Esty, um, I found her very enjoyable and interesting to watch. She is a teeny tiny little thing um, with a really interesting, beautiful, expressive face. Um, and it was really interesting to see the actual like religious rituals and everything in this uh, kind of very insular community that you don't get a lot of insight into. Um, so that was very interesting. And it's based on a book that um, was written by a woman whose story this is based on. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, they. it's about uh, this woman who, Esty, who is, she's like 19, I think, when she gets married. Um, she is an Orthodox Hasidic Jew in Brooklyn. Um, and she never feels like she really fits in. And so she flees their community and her marriage um, and she goes to Germany. And so I think what I found difficult to believe is she just kind of, and I know I watched some interviews after and once she gets to Germany and that's not a spoiler. I think they show it in the um, previews, but when she gets to Germany, that's when they change the story of what happened to the person in real life and what happens in this movie. So I don't know what happened in real life, but, um, she uh, she kind of falls in with this group of people that I don't think it would, the way she f- kind of meets them and then just starts hanging out with them seems very unlikely. But 
whatever. Um, it was interesting. I enjoyed it. I binged the whole thing because I wanted to see what happened. Um, so it's kind of half, um, half cultural documentary and half story. Um, I would recommend it. I think it was really compelling. And I think anyone who's ever, even though that's a very extreme situation, I think anyone who has ever felt out of place, um, in, you know, in an environment, in school, in their job, anything, mm-hmm. where you feel like you just want to escape. Um, I think it's very relatable. Hers was just a very um, specific situation. But, yeah, it was good. Like, in it, I guess. Um, well, one, when does the story take place? I remember, like, hearing about, like, the original, like, book that or, like, story that was told about this woman. This is, like, 2013, 2014, something like that? Uh, yeah, it's it's recent because everyone has, like so, uh, like, iPhones and stuff. Okay, okay. And it's it must be a really harrowing story because it's not that she's just like leaving her family or leaving a, a husband or like mm. like you know leaving a group of friends. It's like her entire culture that she's grown up with from childhood to adulthood mm-hmm. that she just like has to walk away from because she just yeah. feels it's not right for her. And I'm sure like you know like, it really comes into effect with like her family that she mm. wants to like be with her kids. I'm sure, but it's just like I can't they won't let me yeah and i think it toes the line it's not i mean clearly whoever made it it's it's somewhat an indictment of this culture but not everyone is bad like people Mm. you know her family members do genuinely care for her and you could see how because it would be very easy to just make everyone terrible. Right, to like demonize everyone and say, like, this yeah. is bad and this needs to stop. It's like, well, yeah. no. Some of the celebrations that they have in her wedding are really beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I th- it's the type of thing where most of the time people's heart are in the right place. It's just not for her. Understandable, um, yeah. The man she marries, uh, who is also young, like, is very sweet, and you could see how... Um, if those two were put in a different situation and just a kind of quote normal kind of um, life, then they would get together. And I think they would be a great couple. They would be very yeah. sweet with each other, but because it's so forced and there's so much pressure to have children and like that whole thing, um, it's, it changes the dynamic, even though the foundation I think could be there. So -hmm. they did a good job, even though overall um, clearly it's not for this type of life. It didn't completely, as you said, like demonize people completely because I think that would have been dangerous, but yeah, yeah, it was really interesting. It was really good. I would recommend it. That seems good. It seems like they're actually like making the effort to tell a more uh, nuanced view. Yes of this story which is cool totally yeah okay um and that is currently on netflix correct yep okay because it reminds me that there was a documentary series uh, a few years ago or not not documentary series just documentary film a few years ago about the same a similar situation mm. um but i don't think it's on netflix anymore oh that's too bad yeah. mm. what else you got um something else that i didn't really care for um <laughs> but i did care for it it was so much fun it was it was it was a lot of fun because it's terrible and if you're out there um i recommend you check it out i watched dangerous lies um it's an it older is, movie right no it is no, brand, wait, what am i thinking of uh maybe true lies or yes that's what i was thinking of 
Um, this is nowhere near as exciting. This is uh, <laughs> a pretty bad movie. Um, starring Jesse Usher, uh, who you've seen on The Boys or perhaps that new Shaft film. Um, he's doing quite a few things. Oh, he's so cute, yes. Um, I'm looking up this one, young woman's name right now who's in it. She's on Riverdale. She plays Veronica on Something Riverdale. Mendes. Uh, yes. Camila Mendes? Camila Mendes. That's exactly who it is. Um, it's bad. They're, they're not <laughs> acting great in it, and the movie's not good. It's, it feels like a Lifetime movie given a bigger budget. Um, it, yeah, I was just talking to somebody about it, and I looked it up, and the plot, like the one-sentence plot is the same as Knives Out, but <laughs> just done not nearly as well. Like, the premise is basically uh, this couple who are, you know, facing extreme financial pressure. Uh, they have student loans, which seems to be the biggest, you know, sort of damocles hanging over their heads. And the wife works for this uh, rich old man who passes away and then gives her, you know, all of his money and property. Uh, but then trouble, you know, ensues. There's a, mm-hmm. an aggressive realtor. Uh, her boss has questions. There's a very inquisitive detective who wants to know the true circumstances of this man's death. Um, all of these people come out of the woodwork to, you know, discover what's going on. And it's so dumb, and they're all bad. And <laughs> it's like they did no research. As someone that has, that has recently gone through, you know, the process of losing a loved one, but, mm-hmm. and also, like, you know, figuring out property mm-hmm. and, you know, what, what's involved in that, well, they did no research oh. at all. It feels almost disrespectful to the entire process of how this <laughs> work. Like, if someone dies of natural causes in their old in their own home, the police are never called. Why would they be called unless it's foul play? Like the police are there immediately. The police act like um, funeral directors. Basically, they are holding the hands of these individuals, telling them how escrow works, telling them how. Uh, inheritance law works like it's it is ridiculous or is this just the greatest police department on the planet there are double crosses from night from night lawyers there's such a thing and and very aggressive realtors with itchy trigger finger trigger fingers it is insane what is happening and jesse usher turns in he channels a real housewife of atlanta in this because he is so hell-bent on maintaining this new life that he has that he is giving them he's the sassiest man ever (laughs) he is so sassy oh jesse and he is giving so much side eye and like (laughs) if he if he had a wig i just would want him to flip it all the time in anger i just (laughs) wish he had long flowing hair could be the best Real Housewife of Atlanta in this movie. Oh my god. It is just insane what happens at every turn. Like, there's no logic put behind anything. Like, they keep telling you that a man is 88, but he is clearly at best 62. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this man is probably just retired, maybe. Like, it's, it is insanity. People get shot for no reason for walking into this home. It's Oh my god, I, I would only recommend that you go and see this for yourself. Uh, as a comedy? As a comedy. It is. It just makes me wonder, 
Netflix just doesn't care sometimes. It's throwing anything against the wall and producing whatever the hell they can. Honestly, like, they're such a young couple. Maybe, like, he looks, like, 25-ish, maybe. Mm-hmm. But she looks like she's 13 years old. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm sorry. You're a married couple. Like, what? You're s- and I know people get married. That's a totally, you know, 23 or whatever is a totally reasonable age to get married. I personally am not into it, but that's fine. But they just look so young. That to have the pressure of like inheriting an estate seems absurd to me. Absurd. The insanity that like they make you think that they're willing to kill to get out under the weight of student of student loan debt. It's like (laughs) you you know, like they literally got the thing that that they they, that they're being billed for. They got the education. Like they can, it'll, it'll suck, but it's a bearable suck. It, it's horrible to have to pay student loans. I'm going through it now. But would I kill someone to end it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Like, <laughs> God damn. <sighs> That's hilarious. What if, um, I mean, it's not relevant anymore, but Bernie Sanders sees this and he's like, look at this documentary. <laughs> this is what student loans do to people. <laughs> it would drive you to murder an old man like me. Oh God! It's again the name "Dangerous Lies." It's brand new to Netflix. Check it out. It's in the top ten for some reason. Oh my uh, God! Because of the desperation of quarantine, that's got to be oh, the only reason. Also, Jesse Usher is so cute. Like, <laughs> I kind of get it. Uh, if you want to see him as the sassiest housewife in Atlanta, you go ahead and you check that movie out. Where is it based? It's based in Chicago. Okay. Um. Oh God! It's just <laughs> I go on forever on this. I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you seen? I mean, is it a coincidence that on Google there are 666 ratings for this? How? <laughs> it just came out two days ago. Okay, <laughs> right, people are bored. <laughs> oh my God! Some of like it's so funny. Someone here wrote a review that. Um, sounds like you wrote of just like the only reason I gave this movie even one star was because of how entertaining it was. We were cracking up the entire time. Yes. And then other people are like, this 90 minute long suspense thriller keeps us engaged throughout the duration with nail biting sequences. (laughs) You people should not be allowed to vote. This is what's wrong with America. You're dumb. And you think this is good. Like, that's funny. You know, you know, things go straight to DVD or like, you know, this goes like straight to like the the video screen you see in the back of cabs. This is where this <laughs> <would> go. <laughs> this is a straight to plane situation. Jason. <laughs> yeah. Straight to plane. Premiering worldwide on this plane alone. Here comes Dangerous Lies. Brought like... to you by Delta. <laughs> oh boy, oh Dangerous Lies. I mean. Uh, with that same kind of vein, I watched two things. Mm-hmm. Extraction on Netflix. Very curious of how that plays out. Jason, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's not a comedy. Um, it's so ridiculous. Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous. Does he beat up children in this? Oh, yes. yes. Okay, I'm interested. Four little boys are trying to, like, basically kill him. 
Um, but he's like, A, like, it's a white guy beating up a bunch of brown kids. Not a great look. Mm-hmm. B, like, they're so desperate. And he, they're so tiny. And he's so big, Jason. Literally Thor. He is so <laughs> big. And that camera is low. And you're seeing, you see the height differential. And you're just like, guy, just walk away. Just like, just walk away. They're so tiny. Just leave them alone. At one point, a child is just like picked up and thrown off a roof. Oh, God. I'm sorry to show the ruthlessness of this drug dealer. And the plot is literally, they say like, um, it's the worst drug dealer in like Mumbai or Oh God, I can't remember. It's set in India and Bangladesh. Okay. I don't know geography. That's my own ignorance. I'm very sorry. Um, We're but, American. We don't know geography. It's okay. <laughs> um, it's. Um, I mean, the plot doesn't really doesn't even matter. But it's just he's basically like a mercenary, and he's hired because one of the drug dealers there's two drug dealers dealer a uh his son is kidnapped by dealer b and at one point i turned and was like "Sen, like why did dealer b um why did he kidnap this kid again and she was like uh duh they said it and i was like oh what was it and and it was just to like uh just prove a point and like for respect (laughs) you're just like what (laughs) because we could basically oh it was it's like a one-word answer it was so like the plot is just on it's so thin it is so thin but so basic then um uh chris uh hemsworth is brought in to try to get this kid back okay like half of india is after him um it's uh, there's it was directed by a stunt choreographer so um, oh i thought i heard like a russo brother made this okay i didn't know it was a stunt choreographer they wrote it oh they said they need to stick to directing because oh boy it this shit and oh so like some of the camera work during the stunts is interesting because you're really kind of in it and you're up close and you're kind of running around. So that is interesting. Some of the fight scenes are interesting, but also there's a lot of like up close shooting where he just like shoves a gun up against underneath the guy's chin. It's just like boom, boom, boom. Oh, okay. And like, it's just, it's just a big fight scene um, okay. basically um, with a lot of dramatic acting. Um, David Harbour pops up. Oh, oh, okay. Didn't see that coming. Um, and it's just two giant men. They're so big, Jason. They're so big. Um, I, what boggles me is that I feel like in the Thor movies, Chris Evans, uh, God, so many Chris's, Chris Hemsworth does a good job and his acting is decent. Mm-hmm. Totally good. I believe it. I'm in, but when it comes to dramatic acting, he's just not. It's partially definitely the writing, but he's just not great. And okay. I feel like he, Fair. like in Ghostbusters, he's fun and he's great. I think he's a funny, funny guy. He needs to stick to comedy. And I know he's too pretty for it, but I think he does so much better than when he, like he literally at the beginning of the movie and it's in the trailer. 
he's on this very high cliff and he's just <laughs> oh, I know he, what you're talking about, go on. He jumps off of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's got to be, what, like 50 feet up? Like, it's a really, it's it's a fucking jump. And he just calmly gets up from his nap. He runs off of it. And then he plunges into the sea where he sits at the bottom with his legs crossed. And he's, like, kind of meditating. And you're just like, fuck off. Like, what is this? His it's shins so- should be jammed into his lungs from that height. Like, it's absurd. And that is, that scene alone that, like... 12 seconds and really encapsulates the entire film. <laughs> it's so bad, but it was hilarious. And um, apparently they're making a sequel, which wow. is hilarious. Because mm-hmm. um, it's done so well because nobody, there's nothing else to watch. And he at least looks really good in it. Okay. So if you want to chuckle and you like action movies and you don't mind a lot of people getting killed, they kill a lot of people. In this. <laughs> half of the city is destroyed. My God. And half the population is dead. Um, because like one of the drug dealers has the police force or like the military on his payroll. So he's like, shut the city down. <laughs> so like half of the city's like armies are Things are happening because they can is what it sounds like. It's the best. Um, so I watched that and then immediately followed that up with, and I feel like you're going to be really proud of me, Jason. Mm-hmm. I watched Fate of the Furious. You know, I've not seen Fate yet. That's the one I've not seen. Jason, I have zero notes for it because I did right. not know what to write for this movie. <laughs> I had nothing. What do you write? Um, it was crazy, and I had so many questions. This is the um, movie that broke the fast team, you know? Like, this is the one where, like, The Rock of uh, and Diesel Beef truly came to a huge head. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, this is, like, where, you know, uh, Rock, I don't believe, is in this one. Or if he is, he's, it's only momentarily, correct? Is he oh, no, one? he's full-on in this one. Oh, right, this is this is where they get the idea for Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Because yes. they worked so well together in that one, and they, they gave them a spinoff. Okay. So what is the – the plot is – and I won't spoil anything for you. Um, the plot is – You can tell me this whole movie, I guarantee you, <laughs> spoil nothing. It's true. It's an experience. Because I can't do car chase scenes for you. I'm just like, what? <laughs> um, so uh, – Vin Diesel, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Jason and get into details more so than nope. I need to just because it's so fun. Um, Vin Diesel and uh, who's his lady? Michelle Rodriguez. Yep, they are in Cuba, um, and they are on their honeymoon. Of course. And then he's walking out, getting some groceries or whatever in the morning, and he's. <laughs> Sorry, the image of Vin Diesel getting groceries and like a paper bag with like a baguette and like everything <laughs> coming out the top just is just like a little the top of a carrot. Yes, um, he was getting coffee or something. Um, <laughs> so he's walking around, and then oh, this person needs help with a car. <gasps> it's Charlize Theron, um, and so she's like, eventually, she's like. Yeah, I know who you are. I can't even remember his name. Um, Toretto. Dominic Toretto. Yes, that's right. 
which sounds like it should be a type of like biscotti. It's fine. Um, oh, uh, would you like to dip a Toretto into your coffee? Um, I was wondering when you delicious. <laughs> so she's like, I need you to get me this. I think it's like a bomb or some shit, like a mm-hmm. nuclear bomb thing. Uh, but you're going to have to go against your family to do it. It's like, Oh no. <laughs> It's one weakness, family. It's one weakness. It's his kryptonite. This is Achilles' heel. Family. And so, <laughs> so then, on the other side of it, uh, I think the Rock, who works for like the FBI or the CIA or some bullshit, he is tasked with also uh, hunting down this bomb thing. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I need a team. <laughs> and so they get this team together. And of course, it's the Fast and the Furious people. And they go in, they get this bomb thing. But then Vin makes off with it. And this they're is, like, this son of a bitch. This is and making so much sense now. Michelle I, Rodriguez I, is like, how could he? But that's, how could he? And so now they have to get it back. How are they going to get it back, Jason? The Rock gets sent to prison. Who's in prison? Jason Statham. So he's like this son of a bitch. And of course their cells are right across from each other. So they're mm-hmm. both like, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> um, and so then they have to, they break out of prison and, oh. Which and I hear is an amazing scene. I hear that scene of like action is it's, all the, the best action thing in the movie. It's fun. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, and it's the two of them going together also, which is funny. And the rock, like his feats of strength are absurd. Um, and, um, so they break out, they end up back at some like secret government facility with the rest of the team debating how Dominic could have possibly done this to them. And so now there's, oh, the woman who plays Masande in... Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Oh, She's yes. on the team. She's so beautiful. It hurts my eyes. It, I understand entirely. Oh, like her face is just so fucking pretty and adorable. Like <sighs> it's, uh, I, oh, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Um, <laughs> so she uh, has this computer program called God's Eye. And God's Eye is going to help. I thought we were over God's Eye. We did this last movie, but go No, on. Jason. <laughs> there. Still using it. Uh, so they're going to use God's Eye to track down where Dominic and Charlize are. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so because Charlize Theron is like a computer genius, um, she when they try to track it, um, all they of course have a giant screen and a giant map of the world and all the little red dots pop up and they're like but we can do it backwards or whatever and so I jokingly when this happened turned to Zen because they're like okay we now we can figure out how to pinpoint to where he actually is and I jokingly turned to Zen and was like oh, the call is coming from inside the house and I made this joke because eh, yeah. of course that's not what's going to happen Jason, those pins. Boop, 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 boop. They're getting down to one. It is coming from inside the house, Jason. <sighs> They're there. 
it they steal God's eye because they need God's eye for some shit. I don't even mm-hmm. know. Oh, he fights I, his family. He has to fight his family. There's a, also before that. There's a lot of fun banter between like Tyrese, who's funny, and like Masande and Jason Statham and The Rock going at it because The Rock is just like son of a bitch. Like when he walks in, um. I could go on forever, Jason. It was amazing. <laughs> um, it makes me... I could not watch these movies alone, but I definitely need to watch all of them with friends, with either mm-hmm. you or Zen, preferably both of you, because they're so fucking funny. Um, uh, oh, I was going to say something that might spoil it for you. Never mind. There's a, I think someone pops up on there who was unexpected. Helen Mirren? I mean, yes. <laughs> but there's another person who pops up who I think you're supposed to think. Anyway, someone else pops up. Okay. There's a lot going on in this movie, Jason. There is a lot. <laughs> Plus a Russian submarine. It has everything. It was the greatest piece of cinema my eyes have ever beheld. It was an experience and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I just want people to remember that this movie series started off about stopping people from stealing DVD players from trucks. That's what the movie was about. That's what the whole thing was about. It's about one guy stopping another guy from stealing DVD players. That was to, <laughs> Cut to a Lamborghini in like Russia on the ice driving. Whew. Oh, it, God. It was the best movie ever. The escalation it was so funny. It's insane. Charlize Theron is clearly like thoroughly enjoying herself because How could in terms you not? of acting, it's just like taking a nap. Like she didn't have to do much except for like be a stone cold bitch, which was I'm sure super duper fun. And like her outfits are killer. Um, she has hair much like um, that is it's questionable, but it's long blonde hair. And it kind of reminded me of Angelina Jolie's hair in Gone in 60 Seconds, where, right. like, it's not quite dreads, because that would be problematic, but it's also, like, twisted, like, tenderly things. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they chose this hairstyle for her. Because it makes her look tough and extreme. Hilarious. Hilarious, Jason. Cause I, I just, everything about it was perfect. And I loved it so much. Also, the most future and fake names possible are Charlie Theron and Vin Diesel. Yes. But <laughs> they are from another world, and I love it. Um, yeah. But I, from what I understand, this is a little bit of trivia. As I understand it, the Helen Mirren scene in that movie came together on the fly, kind of. Mm. Um, in the middle of production... They were uh, doing some rewrites as, I mean, how, why would you need to? But they were doing some rewrites in that script. and It, sh- uh, it shows. It's <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Vin Diesel suggested, like, well, you know, it'd be cool, like, you know, if, he met, if we met his mom. And they were going to, like, well, who would his mom be? And someone pointed out, well, what if it was Helen Mirren? They called up Helen, and she was like, hell yeah, I'll do this. I want to be. Is this her first appearance in the series? Yes, her first appearance in the Jason. series. Jason, she has a Cockney accent. And it's oh my God. because, of course, she's his mom. So, like, it's she has mom. to. <laughs> of course, he has it is to. the best. Ugh. It is not consistent. It is not 
I, it's just this movie. I cannot recommend it enough, Jason. It'll it, you have to watch it because I will. I will so see great. It. Oh my god! Uh, in memoriam for the Fast and Furious that did not come out this year due to COVID nineteen. Oh no! Shit. Yes, this is the one featuring uh, uh, John Cena as Vin Diesel's uh, long lost brother. <gasps> That's right. <gasps> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait, Jason. It's, uh, oh, it's so good. I can't believe I missed out on this all this time. I think I, I'm going to have to go back and just watch all of them. Um, I need to go. You know what? We have the time. I need to go through and see that <laughs> all those movies again. Oh, so good. So good. Um, other things that I have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you about uh, two lady-centric things that I saw that I really enjoyed. Love it. Um, on HBO, a new series that premiered uh, recently called Betty, um, which is about female skateboarders uh, in uh, lower Manhattan. Oh, I just very recently saw um, a trailer for that, and it, I can't remember what I thought about it, to be honest. But cool. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, it is okay so far. Uh, okay. It is. It is uh, I would say the dialogue and interactions are very realistic in the sense that these feel like, you know, stoner teen girls uh, hanging out and shooting the shit. Cool. Getting in some trouble. Um, the premise of the show is like pretty simple. Just looking at the lives of these girls who skateboard and just kind of like, you know, the pressures that they face in so far as <clears throat> just being female skateboarders that they are excluded from some things uh, oh, yeah. and just have their comfortability with each other in the sense of like, fuck it, this is our own little enclave. Like, you know, this is our own thing. Like, you know, we got to stand up for it and be proud about it and, you know, ride or die together. Yeah, the complications of just being a teenage girl and everything that comes with that. And on top of that, being just in a in a sport slash world that, yeah, you are even more so a minority. Mm-hmm. Oof, that's tough. And, and I want to say at least one of them is gay, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certainly, like, you know, it is very LGBTQ uh, friendly. That's cool. The show. Um, nice. And... Yeah, like they're just teen skateboarding stoner girls that just hang out. It's fun. It's, it's very uh, turn off your brain and enjoy this. You don't have to think okay. too hard about this. It's just like, oh, this seems fun. Like, oh, yeah, I remember when people used to like hang out in the streets of New York um, <laughs> in the summertime. That felt nice at one point. Um, be back there one day. One day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's cute. And the other thing, I feel like I've not talked about it on the show at all. Um, Harley Quinn, the uh, animated television series uh, that is on the DCU and app, uh, the DCU, uh, U- DC Universe app, as well as on TBS at nights, I believe. Um, it's really fun and funny oh, nice. and quick-witted and just, like, very snappy humor. The cast is insane. Like, you got Kaylee Cuco uh, as Harley Quinn. You've got Lake Bell. No, it's Poison Ivy. Um, you've got JB Smoove as like one of Poison Ivy's plants. That's cool. Um, Alan Tudyk playing several roles. Of course the, he is, including the Joker. Love um, it. Tony Hale. Um, <gasps> nice. <laughs> um, basically doing his Forky voice for one of the uh, characters on there, Doctor Psycho. You Love have Ron, Ron Funches as like a lovable. <gasps> Uh, Ron Funches shark. can never not be <laughs> lovable. He's the most lovable man on the planet. You just want to cuddle with him. 
He plays a, a sentient uh, shark that's an IT professional. Um, I'm looking at a picture, and it's clearly like it's her. It's a guy who's like a big rock mud thing, mm-hmm. a tiny little guy in a tux who kind of looks like Jason Manzukas, and then poison ivy and a giant shark man. And I was like, I wonder who that shark man is. <laughs> Question answered. I'm loving it. Um, and Jason Alexander as well, and like Wanda Sykes wow. as well. Like they've what? got like a lot of like guest like voices that are really good and like really funny. That's a, like that's stacked, man. The that's cast awesome. is stacked, and it's really yeah. fast. It's really funny. It's very violent. Uh, there's a lot of like bone breaking and like oh, fights happening no. in every episode. Um, yeah, and it's very irreverent too. Like uh, Christopher Maloney plays uh, Commissioner Gordon. Amazing. Um, I'm loving Bader, all of this. Dedrick Bader uh, plays Batman. Um, it is so irreverent, and like I'm, I'm just glad that they're able to laugh at themselves uh, and like not be as serious with these characters. What is the basic kind of plot uh, situation that they're all in? The basic plot's kind of that of uh, <laughs> Birds of Prey. Um, so, uh, Harley Quinn wants to break off on her own, mm-hmm. do her own thing. Uh, the show kind of chronicles her breakup with the Joker and her striking out on her own as okay. a, uh, as a super villain as an anti-hero i would say okay um kind of wants to become like you know the biggest villain in town but winds up like doing a lot of good for the city in the process um it's yeah (laughs) it's fun teaming up with batman working against batman like it's it's good seems like she's chilling with poison ivy a lot are they pals oh yeah that's been like a consistent thing since uh, like the 90s of like pairing up poison ivy and harley quinn as like best buds sometimes lovers but that's in the comics (gasps) Ooh, i'm into it um but yeah like they're I, like, just like I'm into best it, but friends also, in this and it's like really fun i'm into it but also i feel like it's somewhat like dude like of like two hot girls just making out, <laughs> like, a know, bit. Making out. It, it does i think depending on a lot of people <laughs> yeah depending on whose kind of point of view it's coming from but mm-hmm. that looks fun i like it it's really funny and i i didn't expect it to be of the quality that it is but mm. it's surprisingly good and i'm surprised i didn't talk about it earlier <laughs> it's been out since january season two is out now nice. um worth people's time is it getting uh well is it well received by like critics and, have, and fans i have no clue i don't know anyone that's talking about it i mean it's primarily on the dcu app which no one has mm. but me <laughs> um so i don't know who's really talking about it in that capacity but um but it's, I know I like it. And that's all I can say about that. Do you ever notice in the credits, like, if it's, um, if there are episodes, like, written or directed or anything by women? Or do you think it's still um, a lot of dudes? Or I did not take the time to check out the writers, actually. Mm-hmm. That's my fault. Um, I do, yeah, it fine. feels like a very, uh, very, female-centric uh, view on things. Oh, I'd like good. to think that it is, uh, you know, written by women, but yeah. I could be wrong. I would be interested to know. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely have to check that out, too. I'll write that down. Um, wait, what is it called? Just Harley Quinn. Just Harley Quinn? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, DC. Um, very cool. I watched a lady-centric thing that I was not as into that I had seen before, but um, I was feeling sad, and it's a great movie if you just want to continue feeling sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I watched Becoming Jane with um, – I got a real soft spot for Jane Austen remake bullshit. Um, <laughs> um, 
it has Anne Hathaway and it's Anne Hathaway being the most Anne Hathaway you've ever seen her. She's really feeling herself and enjoying herself. And it's a, it's a Jane Austen novel or Jane Austen adaptation. Not an adaptation. It's just, it's like the story of like Jane Austen becoming Jane Austen, correct? Yeah, she plays Jane Austen and it is based on Jane Austen's actual life. Um, Okay. And she is Jane Austen before she has gotten famous. um, And she's looking for husband or whatever, or her family is very reminiscent. You see what happens in the movie and how that translated into, and like the events of her life and how that translated into Pride and Prejudice um, and like kind of like sense and sensibility of um, people aren't who you expect them to be and um, how women were just so screwed back then. And so she very purposely wrote happy endings for her female characters. Cause in real life, they so often did huh. not have them. So she was like, fuck that. At least if I'm writing, I can make their lives happy. Even if mine did not pan out how I wanted it to. Which yeah. is um, heartbreaking. Um, James McAvoy is in it, and oh boy, does he look good. He's in <laughs> some nice outfits, some nice three pieces, which you know I love. Mm-hmm. A lot of like velvety, satiny, blazery things. He looks real good. Is McAvoy sporting his uh, full, 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 full locks, or is he in Professor X mode for recently oh. coming off of an X Men movie? Oh no, when was this made? Um, no, he's full on got hair okay um i would not be as into it if he did not um it's like kind of shaggy sometimes it's a little beavery it's like combed forward a bit <laughs> um but yeah he, he's sassy um he's just so handsome um they managed to get him without a shirt on a couple times which i appreciate <laughs> um yeah it's it's sad um but, and I don't necessarily like, I mean, her performance is fine, but it's very, like, I still can't pinpoint why I don't like Anne Hathaway, even though, like, logically, like, she seems fine. She seems like a nice enough person. But, like, in playing Jane Austen, I feel like she's often trying to, like, be nice on the outside, but inside there's so much more that she wants to say. And I feel like a lot of times when you see her in interviews and stuff, she's very, she seems overly polite and stuff when really, you know, she just wants to reach out and slap somebody. I don't know if it's something about the way she presents herself as being kind of a goody two shoes and like, Oh, I'm so clumsy or whatever, but ah, I don't know. So it's her being her and James McAvoy being delightfully charming in Uh, nice outfits. I've got quite a few feelings on Anna Hathaway. Mainly positive. Um, I know you do. I know she's one of your girls. I feel that a lot of people don't like her in general. I don't know why. And I think it may lead to this feeling of like, well, she's just being disingenuous. And it's just like, I, I, and I, there's no way to know one way or the other, but I feel like that's the main criticism of her. And I just, I just don't know why she gets that. And a lot of people in general just don't who are in like a similar position, I guess. I don't Mm. know. Um, maybe just gets off that vibe. Not sure. Um, one of the best pictures I've ever seen of her is a series of pictures where she's like happily eating like a bag of like a uh, like cookies or something like that, walking down the street, just like shoving them <laughs> in her mouth. And then like there's a picture at the moment where she reaches in the bottom of the bag and she realizes nothing else. 
and like the scorn that comes across her face of just like my days ruined. <laughs> These cookies are gone. And like I feel like that, that we need more of that push out there from her PR people. And this oh, is real. And, yes. Okay. <laughs> I have looked at this picture that is really funny. <laughs> yeah, she's just um, going for it. And I feel like her stock has been lowered in the last few years as far as like the amount of pictures that she's doing and the types of pictures that she's doing. It feels well, like she's, she's not had being a baby, Jason. Thing. She's useless now. <laughs> <sighs> Goodness gracious. But also, maybe she just took time off to like have a kid. Maybe. I mean, also, who knows? It could also be self-imposed as well, where she's just yeah. like, I just want to chill. I'm super rich. Like, Catwoman, yeah. goddammit. Like, I got, I have money and time to spare. Um, but she, I feel that I generally enjoy a lot of the work that she does. Um, I just don't see her as much anymore, which, mm. you know, makes me a little sad. She doesn't text you as much as she used to? I mean, you know, she's got the kid in this, like, husband thing or whatever, but like, hey, you know, like, We'll, we'll make time. It's not. It's like you know, you don't see a friend for a long time. They see each other, and it's like you're back on like you never left. So you know, we have, we've got that kind of thing going on. I mean, this is more for absorbing the port, but her husband looks like a poor man's Ryan Gosling. He's a real putting average that out there. Joe. <laughs> um, uh, what else you got? Um, what else do I have? I don't. I mean, I guess I have a couple things I could talk about. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll talk about two very different things, both in the science fiction genre, very quickly. Um, I'll talk about Solar Opposites, um, which recently came out on Hulu. Um, It is from Justin Roiland, um, who is one half of the Rick and Morty creative team. Mm. Um, It's very uh, odd, because it looks exactly the same as Rick and Morty as far as the art style. It definitely does. Um, But the writing is very different. You're seeing what he's doing without the influence of Dan Harmon. Um, and it is considerably just like, oh, like Dan Harmon is like, you know, the weird introspective, like meta things. And Royland is the violence. Like, oh, no. it's like, oh this is, <laughs> we're just going straight forward. Um, however, throughout the course of the season, season's eight episodes long, but there is a subplot of miniaturized people that happens that is very, uh, it's an epic almost in eight episodes. It's like very uh, engrossing. Like if you don't care about the main plot, the subplot is excellent. Um, it is about an uprising of miniaturized people who have been stolen from their homes. <laughs> um, starring Andy Daly and Christina Hendricks. Oh, <laughs> like, it, it is very funny. Um, uh, and pretty enjoyable. Um, I think I get that it scratched a bit more from Rick and Morty. But as far as like a first season of something like this is, if you if you like Rick and Morty, you'd like this, I think. Okay. Um, if you're looking for like an adult cartoon, this definitely is one of those. Um, and something else I watched that was science fiction related, but completely unrelated to this, was Westworld. Um, oh. that. <laughs> season three. Season three. Um, I haven't finished it yet. Uh, I'll just say it's over. Uh, you know, I want to. <laughs> Spoiling anything for you? Um, yeah. I don't know how much you can tell from the tone of my voice, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's another season in the can, everybody. Um, Interesting. Okay. They, yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, I'll just say they they did they finally reached where they wanted to be. Um, As in the sh- the sh- creators of the show, you mean? Creators of the show. Okay. Um, it just feels like like they season one and season two were just like them 
like we have to do this because like you know this is what someone wants some executive mm-hmm. somewhere wants but season three this is what we want and we're gonna tell <laughs> the future world story we always wanted to and it's just like uh, i wish you just stuck to the i wish you stayed on the tracks you got off the tracks and things got really weird and you never went back to the tracks mm-hmm. you never even like looked at the tracks again you just like <laughs> took the train on this weird dirt desert runway and people are scared and as a passenger i don't know if i want to be on this train anymore um it was uh i was not satisfied with what i got in season three there are some cool fights though Hmm. there's some cool fights that happened between evan rachel wood and uh tanny newton um Hmm. right i they felt like man terminator fights they felt like a fight from a terminator movie cool um but yeah uh, cool stuff happens, but nothing good enough to keep you interested. <laughs> yeah, you know, I when I watched, I think the first two or three, definitely the first two, possibly three episodes of this new season, I enjoyed them, but I also haven't gone back to finish them. And I think it's, I think it's more a reflection of just like I, they're depressing, and I don't want to be depressed right now. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I'm not. I don't feel overly compelled to watch them. Um, yeah, it's. I I was so excited when that whole show started, and now I just it becomes more and more depressing, and I don't know. I'll watch it eventually. Yeah. And that's how you should feel, quite honestly. Yeah. Get to it eventually. This is not demanding of your time. There's so much more to watch. In this captive audience time, you don't need to worry yourself with that one. Gotcha. Um, I watched, even though I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be depressed. Nonetheless, I watched Snowpiercer. Um, oh, I I also saw a Bong Joon-ho film as well. Go on. Oh, very nice. Uh, I mean, I had seen Snowpiercer before um, when it came out, mm-hmm. but I had seen it in a while, and something made me, oh, because they're doing a series they are they are which i think the fact (laughs) i don't know why they're doing a series even though i very much enjoy the movie it's just i agree (laughs) i agree why is this like why are you doing a series also it's already the circumstances are so dramatic which is it's post-apocalyptic the remainders the very small remainder of humanity is on this enormous train that spans the classes of humanity which is the extremely poor and the very rich and it has you know all different stuff on the train to do but so those are incredibly and like people are starving to death and like they're incredibly dire circumstances and then they just put a hat on the hat by having also a murder on the train like i'm sorry are you trying to combine murder on the orient express and fucking snowpiercer like get the fuck out of here what do you do of course there's a murder on the train it's about a rebellion people get murdered like yeah and like i'm sure if that was an actual circumstance people would be murdered all the fucking time yeah i'd imagine murders would happen on the train and given the events of the movie they kind of need to happen in order to like keep things running and so i just i don't know why they're making it i don't um who's the main guy on it that they just cast who is in Uh, like davi diggs i believe yeah i don't know that i like that casting really Mm -hmm. i'm just waiting for him to break out into song (laughs) and like i think i was i saw that trailer and i was like why 
why am I not connecting with this character? Because I like him, mm-hmm. but I was just like, oh, I think he just looks too healthy and like handsome. Because <laughs> I was like, what is it? I couldn't put my finger on it, but like he, like he looks put together, and he has beautiful, perfect skin, and he looks healthy and strong. I'm just like, that's granted. Chris Evans was in Snowpiercer, he's like a big dude, but like he's dirty and he doesn't look great. He's not thriving in there. They threw a beard and a winter hat on him. Yeah, put him in some yucky clothes or whatever. But David Diggs looks too good and it's just, <laughs> I don't find it believable. And that's, I finally pinpointed why I do not like this. Okay. So Jennifer Connelly's in it, which I am more than happy to see her. Always uh, happy to see Miss Connelly. I, oh God. You're right, Miss Connolly. I shouldn't call her Jennifer. <laughs> she deserves more respect than that. But um, yeah. So the movie itself is so great, and I love everyone in it. Oh, I thought you didn't like this movie. Oh, I did like the movie. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I definitely appreciate it more the second time around. Um, because I didn't have to stress as much because I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> um, but um, who's the woman in it? skinny white lady who's in Doctor Strange. Oh. Um, Tilda Swinton. Oh, yes. That's right. Tilda Swinton is. She's it? so weird and great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the Asian huh. people in it. What? No, no. This makes another connection to the other Bong Joon-ho movie I watched. Go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I liked the Asian people in it who the guy is also in Bong Joon-ho's movies. He was in Parasite as the dad. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed it. The fight scenes are crazy and fun, um, and hardcore. And I forgot that when they get to that one, um, that one train car. They're like hammer fighting, right? Like. Yeah. Like it's a guy, a bunch of guys dressed up in what looks like, um, like bondage basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like a bunch of very old school looking weapons. Um, and I forgot that the young Asian girl is can also can kind of foresee the future a little bit, which is an interesting oh yeah, I forgot thing about that that doesn't seem to make sense in that world, but whatever we'll go with it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a really fun, interesting movie, and I uh, heard a funny story, which who knows if it's true or not, but when there's a scene. Um, where they one of the bad guys like cuts is given a dead fish and he like takes a machete and like cuts it open very dramatically. Mm-hmm. And Harvey Weinstein was one of the producers, and he wanted to cut that scene. And Bang Jun Ho really liked that scene, and so he told he said, you know, my father was a fisherman, and it's kind of a tribute to my father. And then later, he was like, no, it wasn't. My father was a fisherman. I just wanted to keep the seat, and that guy was an asshole, so, like, whatever. It's just, like, that is the fucking greatest. Oh, my God. That is wonderful. Like, yeah. don't fuck with my movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, um, so, yeah, it was a really fun, enjoyable rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, I forgot, Octavia Spencer was in it, and she's, like, heartbreaking. Yeah. She's so good. Um but yeah, super Jamie Bell, right? Jamie Bell, yes. Uh, it's like he... a super good cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and really fun movie. I don't know that I necessarily love the ending, but 
It's fine. It's like fine. Like I'm not upset at this. Like yeah. we needed a win. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, like so, break yeah. the system as opposed to like you know any one person winning yeah. over the other. I guess. I'm when I say the any, I mean the like literal like when they, because like they're not going to survive. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> everyone's just gonna. This is it. Humanity's yep. over. You're done. But um, but overall, yeah, great movie. Recommend it to everybody. It's super fun. Um, the uh, this might be the last thing I talk about. Maybe um, the other Bong Joon Ho movie that I saw was a uh, hmm. Okja. Um, oh, I never watched it. Yeah, like it was a big deal a few years ago when it came to Netflix, yeah. and everyone was like, I think you know, clamoring about it. But I just didn't watch it. Um, and then in the wake of you know. Bong Joon Ho becoming like the man. Yeah. Um. I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. It's really good. Really. Um. Basically, it it has a real vibe of like a 1980s like ET kind of movie to oh. it, but it's basically the story of like a young girl and her like genetically engineered pig mm-hmm. that she was like you know her family was like tasked with like raising, um, and her trying to reunite with this animal that she loves and this animal that like loves her. Um. It oh, very much. So on the heartstrings. I cannot watch that film. I will weep through the entire thing. Oh yeah, it, it definitely has a message. It's very uh, <laughs> anti big farm. Uh, they show you some very graphic imagery yeah. <laughs> um, that'll make you rethink your choices insofar as you know food and meat. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the movie maintains like a good sense of humor. Okay. Um, it 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 is a good uh, like most Bong Joon Ho movies like it smashes together a lot of feelings and genres. It's like, at one moment you're watching like an action movie, then you're watching like, you know, a slapstick comedy, and then you're watching like this harrowing documentary about like, you know, not documentary, but harrowing you know, drama about like corporations and like, you know, uh, corporate farming and all that stuff. Um, an amazing cast. It's got uh, Steve Yoon, um, okay. was it Paul Dano, uh, Tilda Swinton, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Huh. Um, and the main girl. Oh my gosh, I forget her name, but she's like really good in it too. Um, it's just people playing off of each other really well. Uh, Lily Collins is in it as well. Hmm. Um, it's a stat cast. It's a uh, a good blend of like uh, an American cast and like you know American settings and you know Korean cast and Korean settings. Nice. Um, and as I understand it. Uh, Netflix wanted to make another deal with him for Parasite um, mm-hmm. before it had even been like produced or like you know fully completed. Like, oh yeah, we'll like you know whatever movie you want to make next, we'll put it on Netflix. I think he backed out of that deal because mm. he wanted Parasite to be seen like you know on a large scale. He he nice. felt like it would have been just lost in the shuffle of Netflix. Gotcha. Uh, and he might have been right. Uh, yeah, totally. You know, based on like the how good Okja is versus you know how little people talk about it. Mm. Or like you know how little it's remembered, I guess, in his like, in all of his films. So yeah, I really liked it. It very much pulled on my heartstrings. Mm. Um, it def- definitely gave me all the feels. I didn't mm. think I would be like you know, like, so emotional about it, but it really did put me there. Um, it's good, and it's on Netflix. If you got it, uh, it's gonna be hard to watch at points. Because bad things do happen to animals. Oh, I forgot yeah. Jake. Jake Gyllenhaal is in it as the most annoying character ever. <laughs> like, you just want to see him get punched in the face. Uh, his shorts are too high the entire time. I'm seeing a lot of quad. 
Um, <laughs> and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I kind of purposely stayed away from that because I knew um, anything to do with animals and like not being treated well, it I I can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I couldn't watch Tiger King. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as they opened the door of the van and there was a snow leopard in a cage, I started sobbing, and <laughs> so can't totally can't fair. do it. Um, so. Yeah, I stayed away from it, even though it sounds great, and the cast is incredible. And it's like a CG animal. It's an animal that doesn't exist in the world at mm. all, but like you still feel for it. Totally. And I was questioning myself, like, why did I feel for this animal, but none of those dinosaurs in uh, Jurassic World 2? Um, and that I remember... Yeah, why like, not, Jason? That I remembered, oh, right, there's a whole second island of dinosaurs. Dinosaurs will live on. Everyone forgot that. Jason... <laughs> It doesn't matter. Those ones died. Jason, remember at the end of that dock, there's a brontosaurus crying, Jason. It cried, Jason. It was going to get overtaken by lava. You know what? And I, I consider my emotions not to. I wasn't sad for it. I was just angry at the management. Like, it, it was the island can be can seen from the other island. You can just take the dinosaurs over. This is all on you, management. Bryce Dallas Howard, you should be tried from The Hague for your crime. (laughs) All right? (laughs) Totally good. It was pure negligence. Your human rights violations that you've done. I don't care how hot you are. All right? I don't care (laughs) whose daughter you are. (laughs) You're going to jail. Yeah, that's fair. What a hot lady jail. Um, it's her and Molly from Molly's Game. Just a couple of gingers just hanging out in prison, they, looking they, fabulous. They pull some twin magic and escape. That's <laughs> it's a really weird adult version of uh, the Lindsay- yeah, yeah. Which again is a similar redhead situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing that I watched was Middle Edition Shorts. With my future oh, husband, yeah, Ben Schwartz. That. <laughs> uh, I only watched the first one. I think tonight I'm probably going to watch the rest of them, the mm-hmm. other two. Um, it's long-form improv, so it's like an hour of them. They talk to the, an audience member, and then they do a whole improv story about that. And it's so good, and it's so funny, and it's exactly what I needed at this weird time. Um, it asks nothing of you. It... I just love them both so much. I love Benny Schwa. He fills me with joy. <laughs> um, and I really, really enjoy them. I also am just a fucking nerd who loves improv um, much more than stand-up. So, um, yeah. I, I love that it is presenting uh, improv to, like, maybe new, new audiences that, like, have never experienced it or never heard of it, never heard of, like, long-form improv before. Yes. Um, granted, like, you know... Uh, UCB and Magnet and all these other improv schools have become like such huge entities mm-hmm. that you know if you live in certain parts of the country, it definitely you definitely have like exposure to it. Totally. But I'm thinking of someone that grew up in Florida that like never heard of improv. Yes. That sees it's like, oh wow, this is a style of comedy. Like this is a thing you can do on stage in front of people, and like you know it's entertaining and funny and like dynamic and constantly changing. Like mm-hmm. cool. Like I'm glad that that. That this exists to expose more people to it. And more so, it's, like, really funny. It's, like, very funny. (laughs) 
The thing is, if this is your first intro to improv, be prepared to be disappointed by all future improv. <laughs> because, oof. Yeah, these guys are really, really good. <laughs> They're really good. And even though I, you know, I, I've seen plenty of not super profesh improv. Usually there's, it's, there's some good to be taken away from it. So I think I have a higher tolerance for it. But, um, yeah, this just really, um, it just, it was exactly what I needed. And yeah. I would highly recommend it to anyone who enjoys, even if you're just into comedy, I think you would love it. Yeah. Just some uh, jokes and make ups that are great. It is, yeah, it is, just, and it's just, I don't know, it's just stripped down. It's two guys and two chairs, and that's it. That's it's so great. <laughs> and what they do with those chairs is magical. <laughs> It, it kind of is. Like, what they're able to just produce with, like, just their imaginations and two chairs is very, very good. Um, and just the, some of the stories that the audience, like, tells when they, like, you know, oh prompt questions are insane. Like, how are, you, how are you a person? Like, <laughs> um, but no, um, very much I want to recommend it. I, I want more. Um, I don't know, you know, how that's going to be done moving forward in the future. I imagine... Mm. You know, smaller venues, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. But I would like to see more Middle Edition Schwartz. Me in too. The I hope they do like another, like season of it or something. Yeah. I guess. Like three episodes isn't enough for me. <laughs> yeah. No. And um, uh, I think it did really well on Netflix. So I'm hoping that that will, even if it's not another season of that show, or at least of something similar would be mm-hmm. great. Um. Yeah. Hey, you, you have the fun. star of what is. What might be the highest grossing movie of 2020? Sonic. <laughs> yes. If that is the case, oh, uh, what a year. Uh, <laughs> not that the movie's bad, it's just kind of funny that Sonic the Hedgehog is the highest grossing movie of the year so far. I think that's frustrating is because he's not a household name, they don't even put his name on the poster, and he's the main character. That is true. I find frustrating. Like, James Marsden. I love you, but like Ben Schwartz's name should be on that poster. It really should be. Like, it's you know, in any animated film, they'd slap the name of like, you know, whoever's playing the voice on there. Yeah. So, why not? Um, I did start watching <laughs> to support my husband. I did start watching DuckTales. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and let me tell you something. It's really fucking fun and really fucking funny. That is a delightful show. It's, it's, they, it's a re like a reboot of it basically a modern mm-hmm. reboot i think it's got a couple seasons now but like it's a really fun sometimes i just need something comforting that is a little bit childlike and that really fits the bill it's got danny pudi ben schwartz david tennant as scrooge mcduck which is great and he gets to use his full-on scottish accent oh yes it's glorious kate mccucci delightful um, and it's just really fun. It's really quick and has a lot of really quick wit that if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. And I always appreciate that. Um, and yeah, I've watched a couple episodes just laying in bed in the morning on the weekend. It's been really nice. <laughs> I am so glad you're watching that. I need to actually get into that. That's something yeah. I, just, like, I can really dive into. And yeah, that's a good recommend. Like it's very funny. It has very funny people in it. The, the mm-hmm. cast is really good. Um, oh, Bobby that, Moynihan! Oh, yes, I fucking love Bobby Moynihan so much. Everyone that is there wants desperately to be there and like yeah. partake and like 
be part of like the DuckTales adventure. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure they all like at some point grew up watching it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but no, I, I really want to get more into that show. Um, it has very good and sustained lore. Um, you see some things that you don't expect you'd ever see. Like, oh, I guess Huey, Louie, and Dewey do have a mom somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess Donald Duck is technically like a great adventurer who <laughs> perhaps is maybe even more of an adventurer than Mickey is. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good show. Um, it's really fun. The uh, only other thing I'll talk about, and just really quickly, the last thing I'll talk about hmm. is uh, Mythic Quest. Um, on Apple TV Plus. Um, oh yes, okay. It's good. It's made by the Always Sunny in Philadelphia guys, uh, Rob McElhenney, Charlie Day, um, and it's just basically about the goings on at a video video game company bringing out a new uh, video game. Um, the cast is good. It's very diverse. Um, uh, <laughs> from literally representing a lot of different sectors of, like, you know, the population, the elderly, um, women, LGBT issues, like, you know, and how this all, like, kind of ties into gaming today. Hmm. Um, it definitely comes from the place of people who are like, oh, yeah, we play games. We are, like, you know, attuned to games and, like, you know, the culture around it now. That's like, oh, that's, like, surprisingly, like, accurate. Um, the best part of that show is a conversation that happens between Barna and Anchorla, She's talking to like a group of girls and she's just describing what it is to be a woman in a corporate workplace. Oh, and it God. is like shocking and funny and sad and accurate. And it's just like, she says a line like, okay, hey girls, like, okay, look to your left, look to your right. That's your competition. Every job you ever go for, every, every sector that you're ever in, in this gaming industry, you'll be fighting her for that spot. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Jesus Christ. Um, it's just, and like she talks about her relationship with her manager. It's like, oh yeah, like like she's the only other woman that works here. Like, does that make things easier for you? No, it does not at all. It makes things way more contentious than they ever had to be. And it's just like, ooh, man, this is showing some like real like reality to situations that people don't talk about very often. Oh, yeah. So if just for that episode and that one scene, it's like, okay, this show is worth checking out. And also there's like a really lovely episode that happens uh, starring Jake Johnson. Um, oh, and just Jake like, Johnson. it's like really sweet and like kind of like heartbreaking. It's like a guy that has an idea for a game uh, that he and his wife like came up with together and just like tracking their relationship over like 20 years Aww. of like the birth of this idea and how they met in a game store and then building a company and how they like broke up because of the game and like you know their lives and what has happened to them because of that it's like oh this is like really sweet and like really sad so is he one of the main characters in the show no not at all it's just like a one-off a one-off episode in like a 10 episode season Hmm. where it's just like yeah we'll burn one on this like why not it has no real impact on like the story today but like you know give some context of like the game making process and how like things kind of get distorted and twisted over the course of like you know five years interesting i really wanted him to be a main cast member because i love him so much and i think he's so cute (laughs) Hmm. um yeah i remember seeing trailers for it and it looked really funny and fun but i never actually watched it is it on hbo what is it on on apple tv plus so apple yes so no one has it no um (laughs) 
I don't know if you got a free trial out there. If Apple's giving deals out, uh, that's how I, I watch it on a free trial. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to have to do. So check it out there for 30 days, and that'll be about it. <laughs> um, I watched your assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, it was The Little Hours. Yes. Um, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about Dave Franco. It's set in like the 1300s or something. Um, Dave Franco uh, works for some noble guy and he's sleeping with his wife, with a noble guy's wife. And so he has to run away because he gets caught. And so he meets up with John C. Riley's character, who's the head priest of this convent. And um, he takes refuge kind of under a lie with them and Aubrey Plaza and uh, Allison Brie and Kate McCoochie are all nuns there. Um, and they're all just like, Ooh boy. Cause Dave Franco is very attractive. Um, <laughs> he's so attractive. Um, and Molly Shannon is like the head kind of mother there. Um, and honestly, she and John C. Riley kind of stole the show for me. I did like their relationship a lot. I loved cute. both of them. They're very sweet, and it's a very sweet relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I because it wasn't explicit. They were bound by no. like you know their their duties. She's yeah. a nun. He's a priest, and it's like, well, can't really do much about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I like Aubrey Plaza a lot. I don't find her characters to be particularly interesting. It's often very similar characters that she plays. In this one, she's particularly flat and kind of just obnoxious. Um, Allison Bree's character is sweet, but none of them have a ton of depth. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not (laughs) character-driven, really. Um, It's not really driven by anything. Uh, It was funny enough. I mean... Yeah, fine. You know, I am very picky about the comedy they watch, and I knew what this was going to be, and it was exactly what I was what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do love Kate Mikuchi, and she was annoying but fun in it uh, as kind of a just the tattletale do gooder. and then the British girl from Girls. Jemima Kirk. Yeah, she's randomly in it. There's a lot of full frontal female nudity, which how is it that you have so many naked women and you could not give me a single shot of naked Dave Franco? Like, <laughs> fuck you. How dare you? In a movie where all the women want him, you couldn't just give me a glimpse? Come on. Rude. And true. then you have poor Kate running around in a sheet. But fine. Um, so yeah, it was whatever. But I was, I did like the ending and how um, very sweet John C. Riley. Spoiler alert for a movie that nobody cares about. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, John C. Riley and Molly Shannon's characters were hooking up, and then they kind of meet up together, and it's so cute and sweet. It's the sweetest love that there is in that movie. And that really just <laughs> weirdly filled me with joy. Um, Fred Armisen also kind of steals the show as the bishop yeah, who visits. That was my favorite part. <laughs> and he was clearly improving when he was 
um, uh, disciplining all the various nuns who had made terrible choices. Um, and that was really funny. Um, that scene was the best part of that movie. I think the donkey was really the hero of that movie because that poor donkey got dragged around the countryside mm. all over the place. Um, so there were, I was not a huge fan of it, but there are definitely parts of it that I really enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone's performance was good. Um, all the actors were great. Poor Dave Franco. Um, but uh, yeah, it was okay. But there's definitely some parts that were fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, sadly, I did not watch what you recommended to me. What did I even recommend? I don't I remember. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I honestly cannot. Usually I write it down. I did not last time. Jason, I think during this period, we both have a lot going on. We should just suspend the assignments and just watch whatever. So that way there's no pressure. This that... is also coming from the person who never remembers to assign anything. <laughs> often forgets to read, to do the assignment. So mm-hmm. it is a little convenient for me. But, um... Yeah, maybe we just uh, give ourselves a little bit of a break. That's fair. Totally fair. Um, cool. For like, the three people that listen to this, I don't know. <laughs> like, Hi, Rachel. Hi, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, future me listening to this. <laughs> Find us on Instagram, on our podcast. I don't yes. know, ask us to watch something. I don't know. Or recommend something. Or tell us a story. Just <laughs> contact us. It's a lonely time. <laughs> it would be much appreciated. Oh, Rachel did ask me to watch something and I've forgotten it. Oh, sorry, Rachel. <laughs> Text me and tell me what it was again. Um, yeah, but I'll update our Instagram. I've been much better about that recently. Um, and there's a solid chance that these episodes will be much more sporadic because uh, things are weird. And it's a crazy I'm time. Oddly busy. So um, sorry about that. But we'll do our best. Doing our best. We hope that you're doing your best out there. Um, you know, it's a weird, hard times. Um, you know, there's not a lot to be positive about per se, but I don't know. If you have your health, hold on to it. Uh, <laughs> if if you don't, we're hoping the best for you. Uh, you know, the best and most important thing in this time, I think, is to just consider consider what you have and not so much what you can get. Oh, oh, Jason, this is ad- ended on a sad, <laughs> thoughtful, philosophical note where I was going to be like, just on a bone zone. It'll cheer you up. We talk about <laughs> dumb shit. Yeah. Talk about bone zone. <laughs> Let's listen to that. Go to there. Listen to that. Uh, listen. About some hot dudes. Uh, well, ostensibly, about, it's about bones. But <laughs> is it though? Because really, what it is is we make fun of an episode of Bones for an hour, and then we talk about dudes we find hot. And also, uh, I usually have at least one hypothetical question to discuss, mm-hmm. and we just go off on random tangents. Hey, sometimes you need that. All right, don't concentrate on how shitty life is right now. Think about hot dudes, abs, and tangents, all right? Listen, if you're into hot dudes, also check out the Instagram, because that's pretty much what it is at this point, because <laughs> that's what my interests are. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I was, I don't know how to use Instagram well, so for those posts, I just find pictures on my phone and take screenshots of them and then edit those down and post them. So I have a lot of screenshots in my photos of just handsome men, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. It's like, 
random life things and like where I've traveled and then just lots of handsome men and like screenshots from phones mixed in. But then, and usually I delete them, but sometimes I forget. And so now when I go through my photos, there's one picture of Pedro Pascal <laughs> that I just haven't had the heart to delete. It's nice, <laughs> it's nice to scroll through and just see his handsome little face. <laughs> It's like, I bet it's not even explicit. It's just like a nice, like, photo of no, him. It's a very, like, casual photo of him that it looks like I could have, if I were his friend, I could have just quickly taken. <laughs> and so, like, can you see it, Jason? Can you see him right there? Yes, yes, I yep. can. It's just a quick little, you know. And okay. I just, <laughs> it's me. It's Adrian. among, like, a picture sent from my mom. Like some recipe thing, like just like little things, and then just Pedro, you know, my fake boyfriend that I keep a picture <laughs> of on my phone, like a psychopath. <laughs> and you know what, Jason? I'm never gonna delete it. You shouldn't. Don't. Thank you for your support. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. I hope you have as good a week as you can. Uh, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, Pedro. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop. Cool.